So if you wouldn't mind grabbing your Bibles, we're going to open up to the book of John. The book of John. And if you know your, your Gospels, um, you may say, well, that's, uh, that's the one Gospel that doesn't tell the Christmas story. And, uh, but we're going to start in John chapter 1 because it does point to Jesus Christ. And we're going to go to John chapter 1 here this morning. I want to say it's so good to see my Uncle Patrick and Sierra here with us today. And so good to have you worshiping with us as well as Andrew. It's great to have you in from Colorado. Amen. It's great to have you with us here today as well. Amen. Let's go to John chapter 1. We're going to begin in verse number 1. Right, He writes here, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God, and all things that were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Now the question is, who are we talking about here? We're talking about Jesus Christ, the one who would come into this world. And it begins in verse 5, it says that the light it shineth in darkness, the darkness it comprehended it not. The darkness of this world didn't realize exactly what was taking place. There's a there's another scripture or another translation of this verse that says that the darkness, it could not hold back the light. The darkness, it, it couldn't hold it back. It, it had no, no way of stopping that light from coming and shining through. And we see in verse 6, it says that there was a man who was sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. That John, he was not that light, but he was sent to bear witness of that light that was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. Amen. I'm so thankful for the light which came into this world. I'm so thankful that Jesus Christ would come And that he would be the light to this world, but also a light to you and a light to me. Amen. And hopefully he would shine through us and that we could be a light through him. And just for a few short moments here today, I just want to speak on that light, which is Jesus Christ, and talk about the light of Christmas. You know, it's in a vivid contrast to the darkness that would come on the earth at the time when Jesus hung on the cross. He was dying on that cross. And in the midst of the daytime, in the midst of the morning hours, there was darkness that came upon the earth. But yet, it was at the beginning of his life, the night in which he was born, that it turned into the brightest day for some who were out in the fields there in Bethlehem. There were shepherds who are watching their sheep in the hillsides around Bethlehem, and all of a sudden, is shining, uh, shining up in the, the midnight sky. There were angels that it says lit up the sky, became bright. So bright was this light, it terrified them. They they were afraid of you know what is taking place. What is this that's going on? But in the midst of this light came this angel and the voice of a heavenly chorus that began to announce. To these angels who were there, this thing that they had been looking for for so long. 
this announcement that they have been waiting for, this, this Christ child, this one who, who had been promised for thousands of years, and they have been looking for his arrival, and here he is, Jesus Christ would be born. He was the one who was going to transform all of human history from that moment forward, when the light shined down on that night to those shepherds who were waiting there. I believe that that was the most transformative moment for all of humankind, that God would come to the world, that God would robe himself in flesh, and that he would come to this world. We can, we can read about this moment in Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2, we get this, this picture of, of what was taking place there on the hillside, and If you want to begin reading in verse number 8 of Luke chapter 2, it says that there was in the same country shepherds who were abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord, he came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. They were sore afraid, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Which shall be to all people, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign to you that you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And then suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. See, it was even before this night that Gabriel had appeared to Mary and had announced that she had been chosen by God to be the one that would carry this son, this son of God. Now her not knowing a man, never, uh, not, not yet married, uh, betrothed to, uh, to her husband, uh, to be Joseph, but not yet knowing a man, and God would come to her, and she was, uh, it was promised that she would be, with child here very shortly. And this angel came and, and this was the son of God, the one that was going to be the heir to the throne of David, the one that was uh, going to have the kingdom without end. This is, these are the promises. These are the promises that for generations they've been holding on to this hope. They've been holding on to this, this hope that there would be somebody that would birth a child that would deliver Israel. Now they, they were kind of picturing in their minds a deliverance from the bondage and the, the what seemed to be the constant oppression that uh, there were just a people, an oppressed people, that from generation to generation to generation, even though they were God's chosen people and God would bless them and, and God did have his hand upon them, that, uh, that because of, of their unfaithfulness to God and throughout the course of history, there were also times of oppression. And so... They were awaiting this Christ child that would, uh, that was promised to once and for all set them free. Once and for all was going to come and to, to bring them this, this hope for a new day, this hope for a new nation, a new uh, kingdom that would be without end. And, and that's, that's what was going on in their mind. We're waiting for a child to be born that will set us free. But what little did they know that what they were going to be set free from was not them as a nation of Israel just being set apart from the world in an earthly kingdom. But in fact, this Christ child that would be born was coming for all the world, all the world, not just Israel, 
not just this one nation, but he would come for you. He would come for me. He would come to set us free, not for an earthly kingdom that would be set up, but for a heavenly kingdom that would be without end. This is the kingdom that was promised to come, that Jesus Christ was going to come, not to set us free from bondage here on earth. But he was come to set us free from a bondage that had traced its, its lineage back all the way to the first man and the first woman, Adam and Eve. This bondage of sin. And so, how much greater light could come into the world than a promise that would set us free from the one thing that has had every human bound? You know, there's, there's people, uh, I, I would say even, even us today, we have not experienced bondage as far as earthly bondage, we we are not. Uh, we, we live in a, a, a country that has freedom. We live in a country of freedom uh, of, of freedoms, and and I'm thankful for it. But yet, even in that, we were still born in bondage. Every one of us was still born in bondage, and I'm thankful that there was a message that came forth on that night, a bright light that shone in the star in, in the sky, and it came with this message that says, "There is the baby that is laying there in a manger, and he will set you free. He will set you free, not just not just a, a physical freedom, but there will be a a spiritual freedom that you can have because he's going to save you from your sins. Now, this angel that came, it was a a messenger. It was one that that would come, and he was they were delivering this message from God. We see it there in, in Luke chapter two. I just read this this passage, but I want to go back to verse ten. It says that the angel, he said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you that you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. See this, this baby that would be born. He was come to be born on that day to bring good tidings of great joy. I mean, I know that this, this season uh, that we are in today, that there are, uh, there, there are some, for, for some, this is a, a time of memory and a time of um, where, where maybe you have lost somebody. And it's, it can be a, a time where, where it, it feel, you, you feel the weight uh, of, of, of the situations that you're in. But when you begin to think about Jesus, when you begin to think about this story, when you think, begin to think about how God would come down and he would robe himself in flesh, that he would take on the cares and the, the, the responsibility to die for you and I, that he would come. You see, the, the end result of where we all could be is that as soon as there is sin and you're living in sin, that we don't have an opportunity then to be reconciled back to God. That's how it could be. It could be that you have to live a perfect life for your, for all 70, 80, 90, 100 years, however long you have here on this earth, uh, that you have to live perfectly. But instead, Jesus Christ came and he says, I will die for the sins that you commit. 
I will die for the things, for every mistake that you make. I will, I will come to this earth and there is, come on, there, that's some light that enters into the situation because when you're in the midst of darkness where you feel like I don't measure up, he's saying, I can help you to measure up. I can help you when you stand before me on that judgment day. I am going to pay the price for your sins. I'm going to be the one. Come on. He's bringing light into a place of darkness. He's bringing joy into a pla- into a time where we shouldn't have any joy because we have no hope. But he brings hope. He brings joy to us. And I'm so thankful for the light of Christmas. I'm so thankful for the light that would come into our life that would shine in us to let us know, hey, I have an opportunity to live with him for eternity. I have that opportunity. Well, I can rejoice because Jesus Christ came. I can rejoice because he came. It's in John chapter 3, verse 16. You know the verse, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. What a promise. For God, he sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. See, Jesus, he didn't come to condemn the world. He didn't, God didn't come to the world to say, wow, you guys are just a bunch of sinners and you're lost and let me show you what somebody good looks like. No, he didn't come to condemn the world, but he came because condemnation was already a fact. Condemnation was already a fact. It tells us if we continue in verse 19 of that chapter. It says, this is the condemnation. That light is coming to the world. And men, they loved darkness rather than light. Because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hates the light. Neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light. And his deeds may be made manifest that they are wrought in God. See, people, they didn't begin to hate light only when Jesus came into the world. This problem began in Eden's garden. This, this problem began all the way back with Adam and Eve. This, those who believe in Jesus, that is those who put their faith in him exclusively, they can escape this dark condemnation and they can begin, you can begin to live in joyous light today. Come on, you don't have to be held captive in your sin. You don't have to be held captive in a, in a place of darkness or a place where you feel trapped because of the, your past mistakes and decisions that you've made in your life. But yet Jesus Christ came so that you could be set free and you can live in the light that he brought into the world. The light that when, when it came, it, it, was, it was there for the shepherds on that night in a physical form. But it comes to us in a, in a beyond the physical form of the light. I'm thankful that he brings light into my life. That I don't have to live in the darkness of sin. I don't have to live in the darkness of the things that I used to be bound by. But Jesus Christ came to set me free. To the angel's message on that night, it was this. They said, we bring you good tidings. In other words, we bring you some good news today. See, this is the meaning of the, the, the word gospel, good news. The gospel, this is the same word that's, that's used in Luke 2.10, 1 Corinthians 15.1. They, they talk about the gospel of Jesus Christ or the good news of Jesus Christ. 
They begin talking about this, this, this announcement, this good news. Or the angels say, let me, let me bring you the gospel. The gospel is that Jesus came. The good news is that Jesus came, that he's here, that God has come for you. That's the good news. And you know what that good news is an occasion for? It's an occasion for great joy. It's an occasion for us to be joyous and to say, wow, what a thing that God would do for me, that he would come and he would robe himself in flesh. Let me give or let me be joyous for what he has done for me today. And man, the shepherds on that night, once they uh, heard this message and that light shined down from the heavens, they had told them, we want you to go. We want you to, to witness this, this great night and this great thing that's happened tonight. And so uh, after this experience that they had, we can continue that story in verse 15 and see the action that, that these shepherds took. Verse 15 of Luke chapter 2, it says that it came to pass that as the angels were gone away, from them into, into the heaven and the shepherds, they said one to another, let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord has made known unto us. And so they came with haste. I love that. They didn't, they didn't just slowly meander and, and think, you know, this is, I'll get there eventually. No, they came with haste. They came with haste. They said, I want to see this. I'm excited about the news that I heard. And I've got to get into the presence of the one who's been the promised Savior. I've got to get into that. I, I need to see this. They came with haste. They found Mary there and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Verse 20, it tells us that the shepherds, they returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told Unto them. This light that they had, had uh, seen shining into the heaven, they then went to, to see it in person. This light, the same one that John was talking about in John chapter 1. The one who was the light. He says, John, John the Baptist, he's not the light, but he came to bear witness of the light. Who was the light? The light was Jesus. The light was the one who was lying in the manger on that night. That was the one who brought light into this world. That was the one who gave us hope. That's the one who brought, who, who, uh, the, the darkness could not stop the light from coming into the world. And so the, or the, the shepherds, they came and they saw that light there. And what I love is when verse 20, where it says that they began at, from that moment forward to glorify and to praise God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. And then they went out into the city streets and they began to tell everybody about what had just happened. They said, this light that came into my life, I can't keep it for myself. This light that shined down from heaven and it began to speak to us out of the heavens. And then I went and I saw the light and it exposed some things in me that said, hey, I, I need to change some things in my life. And there's some differences that, uh, you know, from this day forward, I'm not going to live the same way because I've been Im impacted by the light. Well, I hope that you have been impacted by the light. 
I hope that you today have been impacted by the light that came down on that Christmas day, that Christmas light when Jesus Christ came into this world, that you have also had that experience as we talked about last week, that God with us, he is also now in us. That that same promise that was for them, that God would be with them, that same promise is for us today, that you can still experience Emmanuel, God with us. And when you get that when you have that light in you, there, there ought to be some change and there ought to be something that we say, wow, I can't keep this light for myself, but I've got to tell somebody about it. Come on. Is there somebody who you could tell about it? Is there somebody who you come on when they look at you, they say, you've been with the light. I see some light in you. I see something that's changed in you. I see something different about you. There's a light that's shining in you and those shepherds, they were impacted by the light and they went forward. And then they became the light. They became the light. They weren't that light, but they were, they were, had been exposed to that light and they'd been changed by that light. And so they become, became a light, just like Jesus would say, I want you to be a light. Not hidden under a bushel. Oh, you know, the, the, the kids song, the, the children's song that we would sing, this little light of mine, come on, I'm going to let it shine. Come on, don't hide it under a bushel. Come on, don't let Satan blow it out. Come on, don't, don't let Satan, don't let the cares of this world, don't let them begin to hide that light. Come on, don't let Satan and the things and the attacks that he would come, come at you with, don't let that blow your light out. Come on, Jesus set a light in you. Let's be the light of Christmas ourselves. Let's begin to allow that light which came to the earth on that day, on that Christmas morning, to begin to shine in us. I want to be like, like what Jesus said, a city that's set on a hill. What's he talking about, a city that's set on a hill? He's talking about the, you can see it from miles away. You can see that, that the lights of that city that are miles away because it's not hidden down in a valley. It's not hidden down or hidden behind all these things, but it's up on a high point and it's saying, look at me, look at me. Come on, I, I'm, I'm bringing you, I'm drawing you to me. Come on, let us be the ones who are drawing others to us because of what Jesus Christ came and he did. Because of the light of Christmas, because of the light that Jesus Christ came to so that, so that they could experience it on that night and we can experience it today. I mean, how do we experience that light? We ought to experience it in great joy, in great joy. On in, 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 in a, a gladness for what he has done. And, and so what do we do in that time of joy? We begin to worship and to praise him. We begin, you get into his presence and you lift up your hands. And you say, Lord, God, all the things that I've been through, God, they still don't compare to the fact that you came into this world and you died for my sins. God, and that's the, if that was the only thing that you ever did for me, that would be enough. Why? Because you brought light into my darkness when you came and brought me salvation. God, when I went down in the waters of baptism and my sins were washed, 
washed away. That was enough for me. God, when you came into my life and your spirit came and dwelt in me, God, that was enough for me. You don't have to do anything else, God. I can still give you praise and I'm not going to let anybody begin to, to, to stamp out or stomp out my, my joy in the things that begin to arise in me when I think of all the things that you've done for me. Amen. That's what the light does. It's something that it continues burning. It continues going. Come on, they rejoiced. They rejoiced on that night because of what they experienced. Those shepherds, they began to rejoice. They began spreading that news all around Bethlehem. They said, said, I can't hold this in for myself. I've got to tell somebody about this. They returned to their field, their flock, and they were still glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and that they had seen. Oh, and this isn't just a story that they've been told. This isn't just a secondhand story. It's something that they experienced for themselves. This wasn't just a story that they opened up there, opened up a book and they began to read about it, but they experienced it for themselves. They experienced Jesus for themselves. I want to invite you to do that as well. Let's experience this for ourselves. Let's let this be an experience. Let this, let's let, allow this to be something that we can come to him. And, and, and as, as the music comes, as the musicians come here this morning, I, wanna, uh, I want us to say, Lord God, I, I want to experience this light. And I want to experience this light that you would bring and that you, Lord, you promised it a long time ago. Come on, that promise that, uh, that Isaiah uh, stated in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, where he says, uh, I, I will come and be Emmanuel, Christ, with us. Emmanuel, there will be a child that's born. Emmanuel, God, with us. Amen, you can experience that today. We're, gonna, we're going to be transitioning into a time of, of worship in this service. And, and as we do so, I, I don't want this just to be a... a uh, time of, of audience uh, where you're just a spectator in, in our audience. But I want you to be a participator in worship today. Well, and this is a time for us all to begin to lift up his name. And God, he came to the world and he brought light into the world 2,000 years ago, but he's still bringing light into the world today. He's still doing it today. He's still bringing light where there was no light. There was a star that was shining on that uh, during this, this time that was a, a sign to the wise men that, that drew them from the, the Far East. And they came and, and, and it was this light, the same light that's here present today. And, and it's drawing you today. It's drawing us today. And when you get into his presence, there's something that draws us. So I, 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 can't, just, I can't just sit back. But I need to engage in worship. I need to, I need to allow the joy of the Lord and the promise of, of what He's done. I need to allow that to begin to be expressed in how I praise Him and glorify Him. Well, can we just stand here today as, as we bring this, this uh, message here this morning to a close? Could you just lift up your hands all around this place as, as we sing this song, Emmanuel, today, thanking God for what He did when He came into this world. Come on, He came to set us free from our sins. He came to be that light which was promised to come and shine in the midst of the darkness. The star that night, the king is born. Yes. 
Worship in the name. 